I have a little bit of a message about Christmas. I was looking at last year's message about Christmas, and, um, you know, you can, when you have them on here, you can just kind of look through and, you know, I could probably preach last year's message and no one would even know. (laughs) Probably do that same thing, you know. (laughs) Unless you come to one service a year. (laughs) Like, come every Christmas, and you're like, wait a second, the same as last year. But um, I wanted to share something um, a little bit different this year, and it's still about Christmas. Um, The rival wins. The rival wins. I just want to talk to you about that just a little while. So yesterday I was talking to my brother-in-law, Sean Gazandi, And he said that he was looking something up. And he said the next time that Christmas will be on a Sunday will be the year 2033. That's 11 years. So I looked it up to verify it, and I found an article that said uh, there is a cycle that goes uh, 6, 5, 6, 11. 6, 5, 6, 11. And we just happen to be, because of leap years and how all that works out, we just happen to be in the cycle where we had one six years ago on a Sunday, but now it'll be 11 years. And then after that, the cycle will repeat six, five, six, eleven. And Christmas is that time of year that we celebrate the birthday of our Lord Jesus Christ. And it has been said that there are a lot of pagan traditions associated with Christmas. And I have spent some time over the years and looked into a lot of these claims. Um, There may be some pagan traditions that take place around this time of year, but when a follower of Jesus Christ celebrates the Lord Jesus Christ, that is not a pagan celebrating. There are a lot of things that have pagan origin that we may use every single day, including the days of the week, or the months of the year. The idea of celebrating a day that had so many pagan traditions used to really bother me. I had a minister friend, an apostolic minister friend, that they do not celebrate Christmas. And they would, they said, Brother Thorson, they would send me books and pamphlets and things why we should not celebrate Christmas. And so I've thought about it a lot over the years. It used to bother me. A lot. Um, But there's a lot of things, and I've thought about it. There's a lot of things that pagans do that all of us do. Did you know that? Like we breathe. (laughs) Did you know that pagans breathe? (laughs) So we eat. (laughs) Did you know that pagans eat also? A lot of things. So just because a pagan is doing it doesn't mean that it's wrong, right? There's some things that we all do. I've been to some Asian restaurants that were owned by pagans, and some of them had idols in the restaurants. Um, There are stores that I have shopped that were owned by pagan idol worshipers. So how far would I take this pagan argument. 
The bottom line is that I am a Christian. The way that I look at that tree out there may not be the same way that a pagan looks at it. Maybe there's somebody who worships that tree. Does that mean that I should not have a tree like that in my garden? Because somebody else has a false idea of what that tree is. So I read this in a book by Hank Hanegraaff. And when I read this, at the moment I read it, something clicked in my mind because I had been bothered and I'd been reading these books and these pagan... I mean, you'll read pagan traditions of where the Christmas tree came from, but then you'll read a Christian tradition of where the Christmas tree came from. You'll read a pagan tradition of where the candy cane came from, and then you'll read a Christian tradition of where the candy cane came from. You'll read pagan tradition of just about anything that we do at Christmas, and then you'll read, you know. And so it's confusing, isn't it? You're like, well, where did the Christmas tree really come from? And so I read this, and um, I liked this. And uh, I read this a number of years ago, because this was a number of years ago that I was going through all this reading. You guys have probably seen people make posts on Facebook and say Christmas is a pagan holiday. You probably have seen it. And Easter. So, and what? Mother's Day. Day. (laughs) All celebrations, right? So, I want to read this quote I'm not supporting Hank Hanegraaff. There's many things I disagree with Hank Hanegraaff about. But I have this book at my house, and it is called The Complete Bible Answer Book. And I used to listen to The Bible Answer Man all the time, every day. I used to listen to um, Bible Answers from the Catholic Radio. I used to listen to Bible Answers on the Seventh-day Adventist channel, and I used to listen to Hank Hanegraaff. So I feel like I was getting a wide variety of different ideas and views. But, you know, I didn't agree with all of them, obviously. But Hank Hanegraaff, he has this book, and I want to read what he says about this. Every year around Christmas time, serious concerns are voiced regarding the validity of celebrating Christmas. Some note that the origins of Christmas are pagan. Others point out that the Bible overtly denounces Christmas trees as idolatrous, and still others suggest that Santa Claus is a dangerous fairy tale. In response, let me first acknowledge that when Christmas was originally instituted, December 25th was indeed a pagan festival commemorating the birthday of a false god. While this is historical fact, Now listen to this. I have this underlined. I wish I could put it in bold. I wish everyone could just hear this because this is a very powerful point. What is frequently overlooked is that the church's choice of December 25th was intentional. Instead of Christianizing a pagan festival, the church established a rival celebration. While the world has all but forgotten the Greco-Roman gods of antiquity, they are annually reminded that 2,000 years plus ago, Christ invaded time and space. 
And when I read that, I was like, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the rival celebration. They might be celebrating the birth of their false god, but I'm going to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. So, furthermore, he says, the Bible nowhere condemns Christmas trees as idolatrous. The oft-cited passage in Jeremiah 10, 2 through 4, might at first blush appear compelling. But context precludes the pretext. Jeremiah's description of a tree cut out of the forest adorned with silver and gold, fastened with a hammer and nail so that it would not totter, is a reference to wooden idols, not Christmas trees. In fact, Christmas trees originated in Christian Germany 2,000 years after Jeremiah's condemnation of man-made idols. They evolved over time with two Christian traditions. Here they are. One was a paradise tree hung with apples as a reminder of the tree of life in the Garden of Eden. The other was a triangular shelf holding Christmas figurines decorated by a star. In the 16th century, these, these two symbols merged into the present Christmas tree tradition. So next Christmas, you might well consider using the Christmas tree in the home of an unbeliever as a springboard or opportunity to explain the reason for the season from the fall in paradise to redemption in Jesus Christ. So finally, believe it or not, and this is Hank Hanegraaff, he says, even Santa can be saved. <laughs> he said, far from merely being a dangerous fairy tale, Santa Claus in reality is an anglicized form of the Dutch name Sinterklaas, which in turn is a reference to St. Nicholas. According to tradition, St. Nicholas lavished gifts on needy children. So, I don't agree with everything that Hank Hanegraaff has to say, but when I read that Christmas for Christians was us setting up a rival celebration, we are pretty certain, almost 100% sure, that Jesus Christ wasn't born on December 25th. We don't really know exactly when he was born, probably around September. It wasn't during the wintertime because shepherds were keeping their flocks by night out in the field. So we know it wasn't during this time of year. And maybe pagans were celebrating the birth of their pagan god. Anyone know the name of that pagan god? So guess who won? <laughs> I never, and I, this used to bother me because I have very dear friends, and I'm not condemning them, that would look at the the pagan traditions and say, I just can't celebrate Christmas because of the pagan traditions. And it just bothered me because when I was growing up, it was all about Jesus. When I was growing up, I never knelt down and worshiped a tree. And um, I, when I was growing up, we just always talked about the Lord Jesus Christ. And so while I understand that if you go deep, 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 deep in history, that somewhere somebody was celebrating a false god that nobody here even knows the name of, probably. And so we, as Christians, decide, you know what? We're going to take back this day. You know, the enemy might have been using it for evil, but we're going to make a concentrated effort to celebrate something that's worthwhile. 
So we're going to celebrate the Lord Jesus Christ. And I thought of this song, Sea of Victory. It says, the weapon may be formed, but it won't prosper. When the darkness falls, it won't prevail. Because the God I serve knows only how to triumph. My God will never fail. Oh, my God will never fail. I'm going to see a victory. I don't know about anyone else. I hate to lose. I like to be on the winning side. And so when I chose to celebrate Jesus, I think I'm on the winning side. The battle belongs to the Lord. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory for the battle belongs to the Lord. There's power in the mighty name of Jesus. Every war he wages, he will win. I'm not backing down from any giant because I know how this story ends. Yes, I know how this story ends. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory for the battle belongs to, to you, Lord. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory for the battle belongs to you, Lord. And then this one right here. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. That's the rival celebration. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. So I'm going to see a victory. So I've heard over the years a lot of objections to celebrating Christmas because of those pagan roots. But I'm going to tell you that I am not pagan. And that we make every effort on this day to celebrate the Lord Jesus Christ. And I was telling my children one day about a, an apostolic church pastored by a friend of mine that they don't celebrate Christmas. And I was mentioning some things. And one of my daughters, I'm not going to say her name, but the oldest one, <laughs> said, why don't they celebrate Christmas? Right? Because we have made an effort to make this about the Lord Jesus Christ. We have made that effort in our home. So it belongs to him. But not only that, some people say, how can you celebrate that? That's the devil's day. Really? You're going to give that day to the devil? Because I think every day belongs to the Lord. And so I'm just, I just want to take what the enemy took, and taking it back. And we're going to give glory to God back on this day. I want him to have the glory. I don't want the enemy to get any glory on any day. So, a few years ago, I was doing some research. And I was doing some research on uh, the 95 Theses that Martin Luther wrote and nailed on the door of the Catholic Church. And I, I read all the theses. I read every single one of them. And, you know, Martin Luther was Catholic. But he had some issues with what the Catholic Church was doing. And some of the issues he had were legitimate. They, the selling of indulgences was a big issue for Martin Luther. And, you know, you can go and, um, what was your sin? Okay, well, that, well, you know, adultery, well, that'll cost you so much. You know, and they had a price list. And you could pay that price list, and this is how they were raising money to pay for these sins. And Martin Luther had an issue that I, too, have an issue with that. And I remember my grandmother being very devout Catholic, and she had wore this thing around her necklace. I don't know what they call it, Mother. What was that thing? That. 
She wore that thing. And, you know, for those people that were evil and wicked and going to hell, you could pay a certain amount of money to make sure that they, you know, that's right. And so I knew that that wasn't right. And so I am not Lutheran. But I agree with some of the things that Martin Luther said. And so he went and he nailed that thing on the door of the Catholic Church on October 31st. And so everyone says, Halloween, I won't celebrate Halloween. But I do celebrate that somebody protested, even though I don't consider myself Protestant, somebody protested against what was happening in that Catholic Church. I consider myself, even before Catholicism, apostolic, right? And so I, we're before Pro, Protestant and Catholicism. We go back to apostolic. Catholics say they're apostolic only in the sense that they say they have the apostolic authority, but they don't teach or preach what the apostles preached. So we say we're apostolic because we preach and teach what they actually preached and taught. We actually baptized the way the apostolics, the only way the first century church baptized. And very few churches actually do that. So we're apostolic, and we try to emulate what the apostles preached and taught. And we're not evolving our doctrine. So I'm okay with the little rival celebration. So you guys need to join with me. <laughs> Romans 14.1 says, Him that is weak in the faith receive ye, but not to doubtful disputations. For one believeth that he may eat all things, another who is weak eateth herbs. So, you know, Metzl's not here. <laughs> He's a vegetarian, so... You're weak. You eat the... Oh, Patrick. <laughs> okay. Let not him that eateth despise him that eateth not. You know, it's, he's the weaker brother. <laughs> and let not him which eateth not judge him that eateth, for God hath received him. Who art thou that judgest another man's servant? To his own master he standeth or falleth. Yea, he shall be holden up, for God is able to make him stand. Now, verse 5 says, One man esteemeth one day above another. Another esteemeth every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. He that regardeth the day regardeth it unto the Lord. And he that regardeth not the day to the Lord he doth not regard it. And so I thought about that. There are people that I sincerely uh, love and they're very good friends of mine that don't celebrate it because they have issues of things that people used to celebrate in history on this particular day. And so I don't smash them, but I did, some of those I've talked to, some of these friends of mine, I said, well, we celebrate the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. We don't do any of the other um, we don't celebrate that pagan deity. We don't even mention his name. We don't care about him. We just care about the Lord Jesus Christ, and we recognize and know that he probably wasn't born on December 25th, but we're just going to make a big deal out of it. 
So, <laughs> so I get it. I understand that. So one year, um, I was looking into the history of Roe v. Wade. Um, and I found out that it was signed into law the same month that I was born, January of 1973, coming on the 50-year anniversary. And since this law has passed, millions of babies have been killed. This coming January 22nd is a Sunday. My wife and I will be flying back from, we'll be in Louisiana for nine days. We're going to because of the times. And... Um, We'll be flying back on that Saturday, the 21st, which is Rochelle's birthday. But the 22nd um, is <clears throat> President Ronald Reagan on January 22nd, 1984, issued a presidential proclamation designated the th designating the third Sunday of January, or close to that, as National Sanctity of Human Life Day. Now, you may look at January 22nd in history and say, that's just a terrible day. We're not going to celebrate it. But, you know, what Ronald Reagan did, I think, is uh, it's, it's a good rival. And I'm all about the rival wins. In this case, the rival wins every time because good always wins. And so... Um, the Sanctity of Human Life, National Sanctity of Human Life Day, and I will share more about it on that day. So, today, when others are celebrating with pagan rituals, I want to encourage you to celebrate the Lord Jesus Christ. The prophet Micah tells us about he that would come out of Bethlehem, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from of old, from everlasting. So what I am celebrating predates any pagan holiday because December 25th, before that pagan idol God's birthday was celebrated, that day belonged to the Lord. And I want to give it back to him. And sometimes we might have to make, make a bigger deal out of it and make a, a, a bigger push and more of an effort but we're going to do that. We're going to celebrate the Lord Jesus Christ. His birth was heralded by an angel. And she, this, uh, she, <laughs> we don't know what the angel, it's not male or female. The angel was heralding the birth, of, and the Bible says suddenly there was with the angel. I mean, you're afraid already, you know, an angel appears and is just talking to you, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden that, the Bible says, suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. And that's what I want to celebrate. He, they said, that angel said, unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And that's what we celebrate. We're celebrating the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. Some say that uh, you know, we can't celebrate birthdays because only, you know, very um, uh, selfish, self-centered people celebrated their birthdays in the scripture. Like Herod celebrated his own birthday. You don't ever see, they say, you know. But 
the angels made a big deal out of the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so um, maybe in church history, maybe the early church, we don't have any record that they celebrated, but this is a rival celebration, and it looks like we're winning. Yeah. Well, does it have pagan roots? How far do you want to go back? Because before the pagan roots, that went, they weren't pagan. Somebody came along and tried to make it pagan. And I'm trying to say, no, no, we don't want it to be pagan. We're taking it back. The pagans might want to get all the glory for the day, but I don't want to relinquish any ground. None at all. We as the church and I want to stand and say, not on my watch. I give this day back to the Lord Jesus Christ. So it originally belonged to the Lord. So um, the song says, that song by, who sings it? Who sings it? Gary Oliver. He says, celebrate, Jesus celebrate. And that's what I want to celebrate today. The resurrection, the king, the birth of the king, and then eventually the resurrection of our Lord. Amen. So Merry Christmas. I get, uh, I, I used to, you know, just, somebody sent me something. And uh, uh, this person was uh, just downing uh, Christmas and why Christians should not celebrate Christmas. And I listened to it, and I was so irritated. Because this guy was a Muslim attacking Christians. And I thought, boy, <laughs> I said, you know, if we want to talk about, you know, I, you know, I won't say too much, but he had so much wrong. He had so many things incorrect, and it irritated me, you know. It just bothered me a little bit. And so, um, <clears throat> so I got to thinking about it. I just got a little feisty this week. Just got a little feisty. I was just like, man, about time? Is that somebody's? <laughs> Got a little feisty. <laughs> so I'm like, wait a second. I'm not celebrating no pagan. I'm celebrating Jesus. And how dare you say that I'm celebrating a pagan? <laughs> Never one time have I ever celebrated a pagan. <laughs> so <laughs> anyways... So Merry Christmas, and um, I always say Christmas. I don't ever say Xmas. I just don't do it. It's been, a, it's been a deal for me. I don't ever take Christ out of it because he's the reason for the season. Every day belongs to the Lord, every one of them. We should give all of our days to him. Amen. We, some people can say, hey, well, why choose December 25th? Well, you can celebrate his birthday every day. That's totally fine. And so um, we just chose it because we, we're just, you know, we're just trying to get the day back. It looks like, you know, and we've, and we've done it. The rival won. Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Let's just worship the Lord for a few moments. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for this day, Lord Jesus. God, that we've come to remember. 
God, how you came, that you manifest yourself in flesh, God, so each and every one of us could be saved, Lord, so that each and every one of us could come to know you, could each and every one of us could come to have a relationship with you, Lord, and we just ask, God, that, that we as Christians would be a light to the world during this time of year, Lord, that we would shed forth and show your glory to everyone, Jesus. And we thank you so much, God. And uh, we know, God, that you most likely did not come on this particular day, but this is the day that we've set aside to remember you and remember your birth. And we give all the thanks and the glory and the honor to you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. You guys are just, oh, Brother McAtee. We have a small gift to present to Pastor and Sister Thorson, and this was just added to it, and it smells really good. I don't know what's in there, but would you come up, Sister? You love your pastor? And his family? Thank you, everybody. I'm going to let her look and see. I'll hold it. It's kind of heavy. It smells... It's warm. It's still warm. Is it tamales? Awesome. Woo, Christmas tamales. Thank you. I lo we love Christmas tamales. We haven't ha actually had any this year yet. And then we got a card. And it says, oh, we got a gift card too. Nice. And it looks like it's to any place uh, that sells vanilla. <laughs> oh, it's a vanilla Visa card. <laughs> says, wishing you peace in your heart, love in your home, and joy in all the things that make this time of year so special. Blessings to you at Christmas. So thank you, everybody. Merry Christmas to everyone. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm going to have Brother McAtee. Could you pray in closing? Amen. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. <laughs>